Call Hat Radio. You call Hat Radio TV. Hello. You call Hat Radio TV. This is You Call That Radio. This is You Call That Radio. Gail, something else about to join us on the show. Really looking forward to this one. How's y'all doing? It feels like it's been a while. I've been camping. And it feels like it's been a wee while. So I hope you've all been well. Let us know in the comments how you're doing. And you see behind me here, We've got, we're going to talk about festivals tonight, which I'm excited about. Gail, are festivals happening? Uh, it definitely seems like some are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier down here on the grassroots than it is for... It's, it's the kind of middle ground I feel sorry for because you've got, you know, those rich fuckers at the top like um, Melvin Benn, who uh, runs Reading and Leeds and... Uh, download i think and latitudes and ones like that that are all kind of you know it's the the old boys club in it and they're all getting in with their um like government pilots and and all this kind of shebang so um yeah it's the kind of i suppose 2000 people upwards to the massive ones that are have got the biggest fight on their hands because there's no the government won't supply any covid cancellation insurance and when you're in that bracket, you have to pay for things in advance. And, you know, not all businesses are surviving through this. So some of their subcontractors aren't surviving and they're losing deposits they can't carry over and all that depressing kind of stuff. But I know loads of us are trying. And down here where it's tiny, it's definitely a lot, loads easier. Loads yeah, because, yeah, it seems like, I, I mean, I think, Obviously, Scotland and England are, are a bit different, but it does seem like the, the there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel for things that are under a thousand and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems like at least that that should be going ahead. I mean, obviously, what you're saying that there is that that sort of group of festivals that are independent, but they've just you know they're just successful and they've just done a little bit better, but they're booking bigger acts and they're having to pay deposits and. I mean, there's the Scandinavian countries which did do insurance policy for everyone so that they could cancel it. But obviously, it just seems like our governments don't give a fuck. Well, no. And I mean, there's, you know, we've had lots of conversations, uh, me among my grassroots friends, about how the art scene in the UK is, is pretty left-leaning, you know, so the, the Tories aren't going to lose any votes by chucking us all in the bin, right? It's, it's very true and it also like then you've got the likes of Ascot which obviously <laughs> they, they, um, they fund Tories and they seem to do okay they're allowed to do things actually when they first started bringing back lockdown it was like horse racing was immediately back on the cards as well so yeah I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's um, like a conspiracy to say theory to say that they don't give a fuck and it is kind of like going at the back of the queue. Yeah. But at the same time, people need music and eventually people will get, uh, are, people are getting sick of it. I think that everybody's in the music scene, the majority of people have been very patient and understanding of the situation we're in. But it seems like this is now the point, you know, when you've got Ascot going on, you've got the majority of uh, vulnerable and elderly people double vaxxed and we've also got these 
uh, tests that are fairly accurate and they work very fast. So it's, it does seem like, come on to fuck sort of thing. Sorry for swearing. But <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Come on, we're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think because, um, you know, there's quite a lot of evidence that this new variant is affecting young people quite badly. So, you know, as soon as they've got the youngsters vaccinated, then um, really there's no reason not to set us free. Uh, we all have to be socially responsible and also accept people's different levels of what they're ready to do, you know? Um, uh, yeah, well, you just, it's just things like the, the hug. You know, I mean, I think people are just going to be careful about the hugs, you know, because some people will be freaked out by a hug that maybe wouldn't have been in the past. It's important to ask. Yeah. Really important to ask. I mean, you know, I'm hugging my friends, um, but we're kind of asking each other first and <laughs> don't breathe, move your head over here, just have a breath. <laughs> you know? You do the hugs. Do you do the hugs? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I suppose like before, before, um, like I started going to sort of festivals and stuff or like going to independent festivals. It used to be like something you didn't know it would be a handshake, but the, the, the hug thing was just like a kind of universal greeting now, even to people that you've just met. And I actually find that like a good way to do it rather than the, you know, the sort of awkward handshake, because especially, you know, I'm, in, I'm involved in the hip hop scene as well. So handshakes can get complicated. You know, there's different, <laughs> uh, there's different ways of doing it. And oh dear, like the Masons, but with well, food. you know, the West Coast does have that as well, and you don't know if you're if you've jo if you've just joined a a cult. <laughs> so a hug seems pretty straightforward. Do you know what I mean? Uh, care how many pats you do on the back, right? Yeah, I well, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know the secret codes, so I may have, you may accidentally do them. I don't know how it works. <laughs> so we've got I've got on the green screen behind me. Um, so you're by the sea. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, uh, fingers crossed, it's looking good for you know late September. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful of uh, Linda's Farm Festival in September. I'm hopeful of Knocking Gorick, which is late September as well. And yeah, it, it's a cracking lineup. Yeah, there's some more to add to that as well. Um, I've just been a bit lazy. It's been weird, kind of getting back into the whole organizer thing. Uh, we've been doing an end of season party since 2012. And uh, this is a new site for us, although I've taken the tea tent to other events there and you can see the sea from it, which is amazing. Um, the site's capacity is huge and we're a 499. So there's no issue with, um, you know, us selling out, which I think we've got about 30 tickets left or something. If we sell out, we're still going to be like a, under a quarter of the capacity for the site. So that's one of the things at the moment is you can only have half um half the amount of people that a venue would normally hold or a site would normally hold. So, uh, and we've got, I mean, quite a few of my crew are NHS staff as well. Um, so we're all, you know, we're all pretty on it with risk assessments and keeping everybody safe. I wouldn't put events on um, at the moment or even plan to put them on if I didn't believe that we could keep everybody as safe as possible. I mean, we normally build compost loos on our sites, but we've hired in compost loos this time as well because actually they're much more aerated and cleaner and nicer than porter loos. Um, the thought of getting in a porter loo at the moment, I find pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, put me in a plastic box where someone else has just breathed. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're all solar powered as well. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, I think I don't have any worries about the end of season going ahead. The vaccine's clearly working against all variants, um, certainly to a degree and to quite a healthy degree. So I'm pretty, you know, I'm 99% sure that we'll put that in. So, so if you're at a quarter capacity, would, would you consider upping it a no. little bit since you've got about a No. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I first started doing my own events, because I run, I run the Something Else Tea Tent as well, which is a venue that goes to bigger events. Um, we could have sold out three or four times over in the early years. And I was just like, no, because I've watched these other events. They're, they're great events, but they're not the sort of events that I want to put on. I like the small, compact, everybody knows everybody by the end of the weekend. Everyone's looking out for everybody. It makes them safe. Um, we don't have to have loads of security and, and loads of other red tape tangled around us. What I did start doing was doing little ones around the country, thinking that the people in those areas would just go to them. Uh, but that's not what happened. Everybody still wanted to come to the end of season. So, um, but I like it that size. It works really well. Um, everybody feels comfortable there. So that's, yeah, that's not an option. Just because I've got more space doesn't mean I'm going to fill it. Amazing. And that's it's, it's so important as well that I think that it, it, as, a, as an event organizer, it, it, I don't know that people people don't understand. It's not it's not hyperbolic. It's really important that everybody is having a safe time, and you've got to look out at people. And that's why you know there's there, there, it's, it's, it's a strange thing happened where it's like the, for some people like I think Mister C called them the play graves, where people were going ahead and doing like sort of stuff in in warehouses at the peak at the peak of the 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 pandemic and I mean how how irresponsible that was and people who actually do put on events and have done for years were what didn't and they just waited till the time was right and it could be opened up in a safe way. It's I think that's really important. I mean I understand why um people did that and why people went as well. I mean I wouldn't have on either side but you know when you feel like a caged animal you just want to scream and break yourself free. And um, also, I think if until you've lost somebody to it or you've seen somebody suffer through long COVID and stuff, it was quite hard to believe that it was real. You know, I think we have that mentality. Um, I mean, maybe it's humans, but certainly as as, uh, as British humans, that, and if it's not happening to you, it's not happening. You know, I think television and dramas and soap operas and things like that kind of breed that mentality as well. I've got some comments coming in. We've got Kirsten Jack in the house. We've got Cheryl in the house. Uh, what's the website? Kirsten's asking. I think she's wanting. Uh, for this one? Yeah. Um, if you want tickets, it's buytickets.at forward slash something else. I'll Google that. We're about to play a song in a minute, so I'll get the right link and put it up on the screen in a little minute. Um, she also says, Portaloos, nah, just nah. Give me a long drop. Al says, Mark Duck, so I can see that flyer. No bother, I can just do the rest We've of the We've got um, Inner Terrestrials and all sorts to add to that, yeah, as well. There's some, some belters there. Love three daft monkeys. Uh, we had a teller, the stockbroker, on this show once, and for some reason his his volume broke. Oh, he couldn't hear me for some reason, so he just did a show himself for an hour. 
Like oh. just talked for an hour. And I did I did put up the odd occasional I typed up the odd question and brought it up on the screen. But yeah, it, it, it shouts to I tell the stockbroker for doing that. Uh, we've got uh, Rachel's house in the something else festivals are the best, safest and friendliest and just loveliest festivals I've ever been to. Oh, cheers, right. She's right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go at the bus to YouTube. That's correct. If you're watching this on Facebook, Twitch or Twitter, you will need to get the bus to YouTube. So I'll put the link in the comments. Uh, but we're going to play a little song just now. I first, I, I don't know how exactly I first, you first came on my radar, Gail. I think it might have been something to do with, with your the, the song, Cameron Cunt song. Cameron, I would call you a cunt. Ca- Cameron, I would call you a cunt. Charm, yeah. Uh, yes, you don't have a depth for the charm. I, I, would, I think it might, I might, I feel like it might be something like that, or, or sick note. You, 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 were you, did you, were you part of the sick? Well, did you? No, I wasn't. I know them. You know sick note? No, no, no. I know, I know you weren't part of sick but just you're friends with them, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So we like, did the Cameron video actually. Yes, yeah. So I think that's how it how it came about because obviously sick note used to do their. The Scottish tours up here with us and stuff like that. So I think that's where it came from. But this, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, the Cameron, I would call you a cunt, but you don't have the depth of the charm song after this. But what we're going to do is we're going to do something a bit more up to date. Uh, we go, are we going, will we start with Nice Ass? <laughs> or will we start with Epilogue? Up to you. Nice Ass. Let's start <laughs> the show with some nice asses uh, that would you like to give us a little introduction to it? Um, okay. Well, firstly, uh, Graham, the older gentleman in this gentleman, he was not a gentleman um, in this video is no longer with us. So it's dedicated to him. And uh, this is for all you cat calling cunts out there. I think it's clever to intimidate women. And it's called nice ass. Soften your resistance to what's going on in my knickers My predatory lines will sound much slicker Than they do on Tinder Left swipe, right swipe, he's the village bike swipe well, hello gorgeous, obviously I'm gonna stare at your chest while you're talking to me Not because I don't care what you've got to say But that shirt would be off if I had my way Shorts and your topless, I know your sort. It's a green light for me to have a break. 
deliberately almost showing scrote What do you mean, no? Check your knocker out Four, check out the packet on that Show us your pecs, love Absolutely fantastic stuff there. To watch the rest of the show, if you're on YouTube, just stay where you are. If you're on Twitch, Twitter, or Facebook, I am am I on YouTube? Yes, you were transported to YouTube. You've already got the bus to YouTube. So, um, yeah, I've put the link in the comments there. If you're not already on YouTube, then do that. If you're already on YouTube, then it's fine. You don't need to do anything. But uh, by Facebook, by Twitch, by Twitter. Bye. Um, just... Seen, I've put the link in the comments to uh, Muddy Summer's Bandcamp, so you can go and buy that right now. And um, we're with Gail right now. <laughs> I haven't seen that video for ages. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And then, of course, I repeat to your friend as well. Uh, Petra saying, great tune. Haha, tune. Um, Tam says he met one of those guys at the weekend. You've you done a good job on him. Uh, we've got Rebecca Radical in the house. I love that. And uh, Kirsten Jack says, cathartic. <laughs> nice one. Absolutely. And uh, you see com. Is that the best place for people to support the music? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have... A, um, I'm the oldest member of, <laughs> of our band and uh, I've kind of bowed down to the knowledge of the younger members. Um on the whole need to be on Spotify and, and all those things in the last few weeks. So I get off my tits song has been on Spotify forever, but I've just uploaded our last two albums on there as well with it. But um, you can only hope that if people find you on Spotify, then they will go and find your band camp and 
Yeah, it's, um, where it's sad, sad, nice sadly time. that is, seems to be the way. Uh, I, I did a, I did my own one-man boycott of Spotify for many years, and Spotify won. But yeah, uh, so I, I do feel a bit dirty putting things on Spotify as well. But what I did uh, just there is I just brought an album out this week in Spotify, but it was on Bandcamp for two weeks on a private stream. So it was like people... If people want to support the album, they could buy the album and hear it first before everyone else. But it still takes a bit of a leap of faith because, I mean, people might not, you know, they don't know if the album's any good. So what a bit. thank you to everyone who did support the album without even hearing it. And a few people have since supported it uh, after listening to it on Spotify. Right. So maybe it does work. It's just the thing, the thing is that Spotify... They des- you know, the, the, the pitch they gave everyone was, well, if they enjoy your music, they'll go and buy it. But they've made their spots, uh, made their, the app such a way that it's actually a very good app and it doesn't actually take up all the memory of your phone. And most people are consuming music on the move now. So, yeah, they did, they, they, they've done a number on um, the music industry. But like you said, that's people, everyone's on it now. So you've just got to kind of hope that the algorithm will show it to new people. And hopefully yeah. when, when gigs return and um, hopefully you'll get an increase in merch sales or, or gig tickets getting sold. So, yeah, I suppose you've just got to hold your nose and, yeah, put it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, three streams from people who are uh, signed up to Spotify. So that doesn't include the the free users. You get a tiny, tiny amount for them, but three streams and you get a penny. <laughs> Is that, have, they put, have they put the price up? That seems great. Well, I think it, only if I thought you it was, subscribe to it, you get a third, nearly a third of a penny per all right. of over 30 seconds. So yeah, it's bollocks really. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kirsten's saying it's ace. Yeah, well, go, go and, go and some, always go and check it out on, on Bandcamp. Buy the albums, they're brilliant. How many albums is there? It seems like I'm just going to show people uh, the Bandcamp page because we're going to let's stop talking to Spotify and um, let's. As a band, instead of a collaboration, there's four albums, um, and the the last two albums are of the uh, regular lineup, uh, which is Lizzie, Amy, Ren, and me. But um, we've got all sorts of stuff on there. There's all sorts of t-shirts and and um, mugs. Mugs, dirty field horn mugs, dirty field horn mugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got my. You got call that radio mug as well. <laughs> yeah, it's um, um. It was actually Doghouse from Signal who who first coined the phrase. He said they were just glorified t-shirt sellers, and that was from Signal. We're doing well. Yeah. You know, we're playing to big crowds, and they're just glorified t-shirt sellers. That's all we are. Uh, but yeah, it's, if you if you if you want to enjoy, if you do like, if you use Spotify. And fair enough, but go and buy yourself a mug or a, or a t-shirt as well. So, what, what, how, when did the band start? How long he's he's been together? It started as collaboration um, about ten and a half years ago, and I've been writing words forever. Um, but when I was twelve, me and my niece did like this family performance like you do as kids and stuff. And my mum took me to one side afterwards, and she said, "Don't sing in public." <laughs> you just embarrass yourself. So I never sang. And then I I wrote some naughty words to um, Johnny Cash's uh, Ghost Riders song. And I wanted to perform it at my 39th birthday. So I asked my friends who, who played the normal song if they'd do it with me. And uh, I just had a rehearsal with them in the car park. And they were like, 
oh, you can really sing. And I'm like, oh, can I? Because I don't know, because I've never done it, you know, because uh, I was told I was crap. Um, Cheers, Mum. Yeah, Cheers. I've, I've been kind of gobbying in and songwriting since. So it was an outlet for my words, basically. And I've collaborated with lots of different people. And we kind of had a loose band in the tea tent and festival fields, whoever was available, basically. And then um, Mel from Tarantism said to me a few years ago, just get some decent musicians behind you. You write great words make it a band and um that's what i did and amy's been with me since then lizzie's been with us for she's on the last three albums and ren joined us a couple of years ago so and it works really well we we go busking a lot we we just we all get on we're really good friends um you know i write the well ren's a songwriter as well he's he wrote a couple of the ones on the last album but um Generally, I write the words and do a really bad guitar version of it, send it off, and then everyone writes their own parts. So you never know what's coming. That's what was amazing about the uh, Elegance of Mud. We did that in over two weeks in lockdown. We all recorded it at home, apart from one song that we'd done before. And then I mixed it, produced it, arranged it, sent it off to my friend to master it. And it was all done and dusted in a fortnight. We released it from scratch to done in a fortnight. And we haven't played a load of those songs together before either. So what came out was like, wow, this is really cool. I can't wait to play it live now. And it was that, because obviously, were you doing a lot of writing before that? How did you find lockdown for writing? Because I know that a lot of people kind of struggled a little bit with, with the writing. Um, okay. Actually, I wrote a few of those songs I wrote um, during lockdown, uh, but they're the more sort of personal personal ones and you know obviously the state of the world i conspiraloon is on the new album but that was first released in a it was a bit of a crap album in 2014 crappy put together uh kind of updated the words to be about the virus and stuff like that um but yeah i definitely had a big splurge of it and then it just went boom i haven't written a song for weeks now and I normally scroll a couple of down every week. I have released a solo EP, though, which is uh, mostly stuff that I've written through lockdown, but not very Muddy Summers type stuff. So it's it's a bit more gentle. Um, so you, yeah. when you go, when you're writing a song, you don't know what's going to happen. And then you once it's finished, you're like, right, that's going in solo pile or that's in the Muddy yeah, Summers pile. Much. And I write, you know, if the words kind of spin around in my head, but with no form, they're not even in sentences to start with. But when they decide to come out of me or something's made my brain click, you know, some crap on the news or something, then usually those songs are written within an hour and have got like a basic tune to them. And I might edit the odd word because I just can't scan it. I'll try and get as many words in a sentence as I can sometimes. But so they're boof, bish, bash, bosh done. And it either gets used or it gets rejected and and that's it. That's how I write. So Conspiracy Loon made a comeback and also understand the the Cameron, I would call you a cunt, has a new updated version we for did Boris. Boris version last yeah. year, yeah. And I made a um a little stop animation for it as well. And uh I just did a well, I've got to do the last 15 miles, but I, I just did an 185-mile walk along the Ridgeway and then the Icknield Way, which passes through Checkers. 
And it was like, I can't walk through checkers and do nothing. I don't want to get arrested. So I did <laughs> sing a little tiny, just half of the chorus as we were walking through the grounds of checkers next to this big tower of all these CCTV cameras. And helicopters were circling around. Boris was home, you know. So that was... Uh, it's the little victories, isn't it? Like having a wank in the house and get invited in and stuff like that. You know. Well, actually, can we, can we watch? Can I, can I would like to. I've not actually watched it all the way through yet. So, is it okay to play that just now? Crack on. Yeah, I think it's. I'm a massive fan of the original. I mean, it, that went that went pretty viral. That was everywhere. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, originally, Cameron, I would call you a cunt. This is Boris. I would call you a cunt. So it's farewell to the NHS and our fire stations Sanctioned on the dole when employment's in a hole and not to fucking mention Tax cuts for the richest, benefit cuts for the poor Can you please explain to me why we should tolerate your shit anymore? Boris Johnson, I would call you a cunt But you don't have the depth or charm And if we should ever meet You'll also meet my baby mom Boris Johnson, I would call you a cunt But the usefulness and beauty are amiss And if we should ever meet I'll be helping you get into that ditch it's a bit weird getting your jollies From increasing our risk of dying Or can you just not get it up Without the thought of poor folks crying You punch tables victorious Each time you whack another coffin nail in While I punch pictures of your face Man, my hate for you is unfailing I would call you a cunt But you don't have the depth or charm And if we should ever meet You'll also meet my bailing arm Nigel Farage I would call you a cunt But the usefulness and beauty are amiss And if we should ever meet I'll be giving you a glassy kiss We breathed life into four years And raped the state born from our blood, sweat and tears Abused our children with all these unnecessary cuts If we ever meet, may your God help your nuts Boris Johnson I would call you a cunt But you don't have the depth or charm And if we should ever meet You'll also meet my bailing arm Oh government, I will call you all cunts Cause you're very good at pissing Down on those living hand to mouth Let's hook up for a right good 
We are indeed powered by our Patreon Shoutouts to everyone who supports the show At patreon.com forward slash you call that radio And I understand you were just saying off air That you've managed to do a Patreon as well over the last year Yeah, uh, just a little tiny one um, Because obviously something else still has insurance bills And stuff when it can't go out and normally selling boozy coffee and cake and stuff in the tea tent would cover all that sort of thing. So uh, we just had a few nice people uh, contribute and cover that. And the reward was um, I'm getting ready to do it actually this weekend is a little 30 person campfire session with some acoustic music around a fire. Everyone's socially distanced. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because I get to see some of my friends that I haven't seen for ages. And obviously some of our crew and stuff will be there too. So Patreon's uh, really good. It's it's definitely helping a, a lot of people. And um, yeah. I'd, I've no idea what I would have did without it. I mean, my whole life was live events and then ov- overnight. So it was just like lockdown. I was like, I better do something. And that's, that's why this show was born. Yeah, and we're about 300 odd shows later and we're still doing it. <laughs> Although I don't know if people are sick of me yet I don't know I know that people would rather watch the football So that's why we're not clashing many of the big football games <laughs> And also I've not been lazy I have been filming lots of stuff I've got Rebecca Radico in the comments An amazing set from her Is going to be Will be on on our channel very soon We've got, we got some good live performances uh, Recorded at the weekend Yes, i Oh, wait, we had, a, we had an, an, an 80% gender balance in, in For women and um, just, just it was just a, you know, it was look. I think I've, I've been Doctor Normal's tuned in as well. I think, and and just with Mrs. Magoo, DJing is with uh, yeah, it was it was great. And I try I try not to, to think too much about gender, but there's just so many talented women in it's the Scottish good. scene that is it, it always ends up being fifty fifty or actually more in favour of the women these days, to be honest. That's really cool because um, globally it's a bloody issue, but it's an issue on the grassroots as well. I mean, I started putting Sister Fest on four years ago. I don't know, I've lost all the years now. Um, just to highlight the... Because <clears throat> the, I've, I've been the token woman on a lot of lineups, and um, you watch all these lineups coming out and it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, where, where are the women, you know? So I thought I'd parody what was going on and hold a mirror up. And so we had a token boy band. And <laughs> for the whole weekend, the other uh, two stages, all female and female-led, you know, uh, women who identify um, whatever. But it's... Uh, and I got called sexist. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to... Perfect. That's exactly what you want. With the, with the female token act, you know, you're not calling them sexist. But if I do it, 
I'm sexy, slip and look, you know? And then I was, it was called a, um, a lesbian feminazi fest and, and all sorts of other things. And actually everyone who came, it got boycotted massively um, on the scene, but it's like everybody who did come said it's the nicest event that they've ever been to because there's no fucking testosterone, you know, there's no pissing contests. It's, um, it's just, it, you know, it's a lovely party, but it shouldn't have to happen. And it's, but it is still an issue and seeing coming out of lockdown, I know a lot of women have had to kind of go back into those back in time in those roles of um, looking after family as well as working. So there's been a noticeable drop in women promoting themselves through lockdown on live streams and stuff because they've been too fucking busy. So now school's been school's been out. closed. And st- I mean, there's lots That's of schools yeah. up here that just, you know, as soon as somebody's tested positive, then everyone goes in isolation sure. and stuff like that. But there's also this ingrained sexism um, and women just aren't given the same opportunities. So I wanted to set up a platform where young women felt they could approach because women I know that have long in the tooth and been on the scene for 20 odd years don't, don't apply to certain places. A, because they've either been groped there or they know that they won't get booked because they're a woman and they're not a woman who's 20 with her tits hanging out. You know, and there's all these, it's the opportunity that's, that's imbalanced. Um, and I'm constantly battling on to address that. And now we're coming out of lockdown and it's gone back a bit because we were making some amazing progress. I mean, Bearded Theory's, Bearded Theory having Skunk and Nancy as a headliner was my fault because, the, and Rich was hands up when I spoke to him. I spoke to lots of promoters and organisers and he was like, shit, I haven't even thought about it, you know? Um, and then we get Skunk and Nancy, <laughs> which is fucking like, Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so I've just... I mean, I've just set up an art project. I'm an artist and that's how I earn my living. And I've just set up an art project called Where Art the Women. And the plan is, I mean, I'm going to try and get funding, but the plan is I'm going to paint all these wonderful grassroots female musicians, do portraits of them and stuff, and then take it out as a exhibition tour, but with those women playing as well. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll fill art centres with, with joyous feminine music. Um, and it will hopefully keep helping make a difference. Absolutely. When, when I, what, in my band, Jada Babies, we've got two females in our band, and it was really eye-opening for me when having females in the band, just like little things that, you know, weren't even meant, a lot of it wasn't even meant bad. It was like, you know, help, you know, helping. So there's a difference between helping someone when amp onto the stage you know it's probably more likely the women might get help with amp than than the guy necessarily but it was things like you know helping plug in the bass guitar it's like uh, have you heard joe that's joe's also in the twistettes and what you know a fantastic bassist she's just, awesome. you know the idea of someone helping her plug in a bass guitar is crazy i also remember Do- dr jazlan who's our she's on a synth and you know the you know sound engineer would come up to me and go so what she's got quite a lot of sense she's quite a, a big a quite a, a technical setup with lots of different stuff going on and the you know the sound engineer's asking me and she's just right next to me and I'm like ask her she's a doctor in music I just shout it into a microphone I have no idea so much of that and it's really got to stop you know yeah. Or- a woman will answer a question and then whoever's asked the question, whether it's the prom- promoter or the sound man or whatever, they'll look over her to the men, you know, as, as like they're going to give a different answer. It's, yeah, just, it, just checking, just checking that that is the case. That's sexism, you know. Yeah. It, it may, it, 
I'm sure the intention isn't there, but that doesn't stop it being what it is and it needs addressing. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, th- I think I think it, we're quite lucky that it seems to have got better in the last few years. And in Glasgow, I suppose it also it depends on, you know, what promoters you're working with or what venues you're working with as well. But it, it seems to be quite apparent there's venues that do a better job and there's... Uh, there's promoters that do a better job of it as well. But they all need to be doing it, you know. So whole male lineups for all days and stuff are not acceptable. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're I love the fact that someone called your your lineup sexist though. That that is just did you not put that on the flyer? <laughs> no, but I wanted to <laughs> was it was it someone was it, was it, who was it that said that oh, I, I don't you don't need to name the person, but wait, would it have Oh several would, people. Yeah. Oh, I would have definitely put that one in the flyer. And I also had women telling me that we shouldn't allow men on site and then having to explain to people, you know, and all the emails, well, can I bring my boyfriend? Yes, of course, there'll be men on the stage. Yeah. But this is about promoting women in music and and showcasing the fact that, because I had it to do with someone who told me, who put a whole male lineup up and I said, well, where are the women? And he's like, well, you know, they're basically, there aren't enough decent women on the scene. And uh, I'm like, right, I'm going to build a whole database. No, better than that. I'm going to put on a three-day fucking festival to show you <laughs> that you're wrong, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't name names. And, you know, lots of them have come back to me since and gone, okay, you know, I see your point once I debate with them. But then you're spending so much time debate, debating with people over little things. Just read our website, you know, and it, it explains it to you. Don't um, And don't tell me that, well, you only book on talent because it's not that simple. Women are applying less because they're met with sexism, um, are certainly not gigging in certain places because they will get groped. Or if they do get groped, nothing's done about it. Or, you know, like you say, they're kind of um, ignored or spoken down to or, you know, how can they possibly understand how to work that instrument? You know, I have it with my radio mic. Um, If you put it on a different frequency to what the monitors and stuff are going to be on, there's no feedback, it's fine. But then I get, male sound engineers telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about and they know better than me because they've been a sound engineer for 30 years. And I'm like, but this is my equipment and I've learned how to use it, you know, and shall we just try it and see if it works? And then it works. And you rarely get an apology. You normally get a harumph. And, um, <laughs> harumph. You know, and the whole ethos of not pissing the sound engineer off. So you're doing it really politely through gritted teeth and smiling, but yeah, it gets so frustrating. Well, it's frustrating because as well, I suppose there is a power imbalance with the sound engineer for, for everybody who has to play as well, because it's like, I had an idiot guitarist, sorry, Hazy, but, you know, you know, back in the day, he was, he was rid to a sound engineer and, you know, the sound engineer just went out of his way to make a sound worse. Of so it's course. like, you've, you've got, you've just got to kind of like, you know, be sound. And they're usually, usually grumpy bastards as well, but you've just got to be, you've got to be civil to them and, be nice because they, they might do a better job. Uh, we've got uh, Rebecca Radical saying, you're amazing, Gail. Oh. <laughs> uh, Kirsten saying, this show is good for the mind. And Dr. Normal saying, yeah, it was really great. Thank you. Mon Nalassies. And uh, yeah, Dr. Normal does a, 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 a some amazing stuff. A, a great night up in Glasgow called Feel Better as well. That, that does great stuff. Rebecca Radical, do you know Rebecca? No. No, amazing, amazing punk, punk poet. I don't even know. She does too much now. I can't actually describe her, but she she started her set doing 
fast kind of punky tunes and the acoustic and then moved on to electro to um, poetry to something sometimes bordering on hip hop so yeah definitely want to watch Rebecca does amazing uh, fashion really? stuff so I recommend both Dr Normal and Rebecca Radical to check out absolutely and if you're yeah if you're ever bringing your uh, though where art though where art women where art women where art the women where art the women which is a great name by the way so if you're bringing that up to to Scotland there's definitely plenty of characters up here that would be great venues venues yep yeah, I can do that well once once they open yeah well yeah of course yeah. <laughs> we <don't, laughs> <next> yeah. <laughs> well we have been told you know for the first time since since all the restrictions the first time we've been given a date is uh, August the 9th it seems like all well, they're saying that all restrictions will be gone by August the 9th so maybe we'll have indoor live music then obviously I'm not getting my hopes built up anymore I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm quietly optimistic it's good to see things are returning at some level but yeah I'm not get, I'm not putting dates on it I'm not I'm, I'm finding it hard to book anything I've just agreed to a festival in September um, well two actually in September and I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for it because I, I realise that I don't want to end up missing like a party, I want to play again. I really want to play again. But I don't want to start organising too much stuff again right now. But Lou says, I hate it when a guy tries to mansplain. Thanks, mate. How much do you value your teeth? Because you're going to lose them soon if you keep that up. Uh, nicely done. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about, going back to the art, The I love the, the stop motion animation that you did for um, Boris, I would call you a cunt. How, how, long, how long does that process take? Um, that took me, I mean, it is done fairly simply. Uh, it was pretty basic. So I suppose I put it together in about three days, but when I, when I kind of zone in on doing something, um, and I say, I'm going to do it, then it's like, right, I'm going to do it now, now, now. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah that's what happened. You are, I've finally got a good computer for the first time in my life. So it actually has made that a lot easier because things actually work. Because having a low concentration span, because I love just getting st stuck in as well. But yeah, try to use Premiere Pro with, a, with you know a laptop from nineteen ninety two. No, <laughs> it, it, it's I don't know how I did. I did this show up for half the year. Wait, I've no idea. Everything just kept breaking all the way through it and freezing. I have no idea who I did it then. But I suppose I didn't know how good things were with it. So I didn't know that everybody else had good computers. There's a lot of uh, video people out there that. I had respect for that. I went, actually, now I know that you just had a good camera and editing software. So, uh, but yeah, the, the stop, uh, it looks like, a, it looks like a, a long process. I'm sure that it's taken you years of skills to get to the point where you can do that in um, three days. I'm kind of, I learn these things as I go along. It's like the zine that I've just put out. I've, I've never used um, that kind of software before for publishing. And uh, I just kind of learn it as I do it, really. I mean, I've made quite a lot of videos, most of the Muddy Summers videos I've made. Um, but I just, it's trial and error, really. And I, I, my brain won't tell me that it's okay to do those things unless I know that I've got time to really explore it and, and crack on. But uh, yeah, it's, it could be loads better, couldn't it? You know, if I had more time um, and time to actually learn what I was doing rather than just going, OK, I've learned that bit. I'll utilise that and then just add in a few more skills here and there as I'm going along. Um, well, I think that's been for, for lockdown. The amount of 
new softwares I've been forced to learn, and it's it's been quite it's been quite good because it's it's what I've learned from that experience is that a lot there's a lot of barriers that I put you know I think everyone puts in front of us like, I don't know the first thing about this, but at the end of the day you you don't need to know all the buttons you just need to know a few buttons, and we've got YouTube tutorials every quest every stupid question you think that. Everyone's asked the same question at some point, and there is usually plenty of people online, and just watching a couple of a, a couple of minutes you, tutorials, and you can learn a lot very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's the internet's an amazing place, isn't it? Sometimes, like that. Yeah, well, it's not <laughs> but you know, creatively, I think it's yes, um, pretty amazing. And it is great, you know, the the fact that we can talk to people on the show from all across the world. And yeah, no, it's it's good. The internet is good most of the time. I've got the I've got another song lined up. It's Epilogue. Do you want to give us a little introduction to that? Um, yeah, this uh, was written um, after I actually spent some time sort of caring for a, a diagnosed sociopath. Um, and I mean, it's it's not just got one person in it. It's it's kind of a, a a mixture of people that I've come across because, you know, the entertainment industry uh, does, I mean, we're all a bit narcissistic and showy offy if we're getting on stages, you know, that's standard, but then it kind of attracts disordered people too, because it's easy pickings for energy feeding and, and stuff like that, because it's usually people involved that have got a lot of energy and, and stuff. So um, it's kind of an observation of that. And our Amy, our Cajon player, uh, made the video. It's her partner that's in the video. Um, she's also a brilliant kind of, we're really into our sort of film noir -y. Most of our videos have got like scratches on and they're black and white and stuff like that. But uh, she put this together. Um, Tom Robinson played this song actually on his Saturday night show on Six Music. So that was lovely. Big up Tom uh, Robinson. Can I just press the name drop button for Tom? The name drop. And no. Just wait, wait, wait. You're a legend like Tom. We've got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically what the song is about. But the video is just beautiful. And uh, Lizzie's fiddle in it is extraordinary as well. Yeah, it's, it kind of shows our softer side, if you like, but also with a, you know, the lyrics have obviously um, got a dark subject. Amazing. Well, I want to talk more about that subject with you after we've watched the video. Let us know in the comments what you make of this. Charts mark for strength, 
assets and status He observes how they deal with their lovers and haters Survivors taste better, he'd learn But the ticket would quicker be burned And so would he Though a banquet that stings Surely fuels pity from fresh damaged wings That'll do for a quick bite of grace Amusement in the bitter long days Between chapters for most without order But his focus will only barely afford her Anything more than his hungry teeth While scribbling hard on a blank fresh leaf We're incredibly dead through each side Like a murmuration that forgot how to fly And while his words lead their own dance He will not leave the rhythm to chance So back to who's worthy, who tips the scales Who can fill both his glass and his sails Weighed up with a handful of feathers in air The sum of his efforts not too heavy to bear Like the impact of what's now forever in pen And the urge to repeat those same lines again But impotent smiles between shadow covers And the pages too thumbed to still tell of lovers The dust jacket's now too small for the story He scans his notes panicked for who's next before he Resigns to an epilogue in his own scroll A feasted till I could no more make them as you call that radio TV we're live with Gail uh, question nine Hawk Lord says sub Rebecca Radical who was the other act I've put in the comments there so we got live footage on Saturday of Rebecca Radical Dr Normal Mrs Magoo Somnia and Feet for Eyes all of them amazing in their own ways doing different things so you'll find most of them on YouTube or if you subscribe to our channel the live footage should be done in the next week or so I'm going to make an effort to get that out rapid as soon as I've got a minute 
Uh, we've got love hearts and round of applause from Petra. Uh, cheers, great show, by the way. Thank you. Excellent. Both the song and the video give me vibes of the creatures. Oh, nice. Uh, Dr. Normal says, this is beautiful. And um, we are here, says Christine. And I, Dr. Normal says, I love DIY culture, but sometimes it means we devalue people's skills who have been doing it for years and should be paid for their expertise. I'm a techno-fail, trying my best. A, a techno-fail? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't want to pretend I don't understand what you mean by a techno-fail. But yeah, I get I get what you mean as well. I mean, it's a, it's a constant problem. We, we, if you try to do things DIY and you try to keep your ticket prices low or even free. We so pay all our acts. I mean, all of my events, we pay all our acts. Then the exception is, I mean, sometimes we're booked as a stage with the tea tent uh, where the acts are paid for by the organisers. Um, and at Bearded Theory, we get a very small budget, but we're also the open mic stage. And lots of bands and acts that play on the other stages are like, oh, can we go and play a gig in the tea tent? They just want to come and do it, and that's fine. But um, as far as something else is going, my own events, um, everybody gets paid. And some of the crew get paid. Some of it, some of them do it voluntary because they earn, they've got a decent job. They don't, you know, they don't want to, take money out of the event i don't take any money out of something else at all <clears throat> i mean indirectly i guess i do because i sell more art and i've given my own band a stage that now gets you know invited to play on lots of other stages that we get paid for on and stuff but um it's not diy culture shouldn't you know this this whole thing i mean i stopped saying yes to every benefit gig years ago and if anyone says oh it's good exposure then uh, they get the fucking finger for <laughs> Um, the exposure, the exposure. Yeah, or, you know, or it'll give you exposure. I don't want exposure, mate. <laughs> you know, well, I'm not looking to talk well, about it. I'm quite happy playing music. I don't, I don't have my time to do it. I do, we do the benefit gigs from time to time, but it's got to be, um, they've got, I've got to know the promoter involved and it's got to be a cause that I care about. And also, I always rule out, you know, things like, with cancer research, you know, there's lots of other great cancer charities who are oh, on the ground doing oh. great stuff. But but if it's a big, massive charity, then there's, I mean, what are we going to raise for them? A grand, two grand? And they can take that off the CEO's bonus, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, you know? Well, a grand or two grand could mean so much to a small grassroots charity. Also, another reason that but I, I kind of need to know the people involved is because I've had situations whereby... Basically, somebody who's in a event coordinator who's on a, a, I would imagine, a very good salary gets me to get my band on the bill and then gets me to book the acts and then gets me to bring the back line and stuff like that. So, yeah. You're doing their job. Exactly. Yeah, fuck that. And then, then you, you feel guilty for asking for petrol money for the, the van. Guy who's doing you a favour to take the back line that you borrowed off someone else as a favour. So, uh, yeah, see you guys. Big pickings. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, always. You know, big charities are fucking scam. But, you know, if you're su supporting your local hospice that's completely self-funded, that's a different thing. But I think any benefit gig should factor in the expenses of the performers. Well, I want to go back, actually, to the, 
the energy vampire type thing you were kind of alluding to. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I mean they're really good for for uh, inspiration to write songs. I mean, I write I write about stuff that I've experienced, that I see, um, and that I feel. You know, I don't write about things that I don't know about. That's for people who do know about them. But um, it's, I mean, it's rife and it's getting worse. I think. You know, I mean, I grew up in the in the Thatcher years uh, where we were, she kind of pushed the whole solitary ant thing, didn't she? And and the breaking down of society and stuff. And it's, I'm all right, Jack. And I think we've got generations coming up now that if you grow up with parents who are, whose focus is the I'm all right, Jack thing, and uh, then it's going to rub off onto onto their children you know that attitude some will rebel against it like we all rebel against our parents but i think society is is you know the increase in cases of people with cluster b disorders which is narcissist personality disorder sociopathy and and uh, and psychopathy are because of how society works um you know lots of them come from abuse as well but that whole I'm all right, Jack. Thing is, is encouraged abuse rather than discourage the cycles of abuse that that either lead on to abuse or lead on to you accepting abuse. So, you know, it's a big kind of uh, patriarchal issue, for sure. G Lee's in the house. Good evening, trips. Hope you're all well. Hope you're well too, G Lee. Milk thief says, "Custing, no explanation needed." <laughs> milk snatcher, yeah. A milk snatcher. This is A, says officially Pete. Exactly. Good chat, says Petra. And um, yeah, just well, we've, done, we've been here for about an hour. So just to wrap it up, let's get some plugs out the way. How is it? So there's still, there's about 30 tickets left for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's so 500 people. If you want to go, where, where are people that don't know? What, what? Where is it? For people it's, that don't know. Uh, this year, we're about two miles from Woolacombe, and you can see the sea from, from the site. We're two miles from the sea, which uh, is going to be very exciting. I've kind of made it... Compulsive. It's very unusual as well, because, you know, festivals are usually in a big field in the middle of more fields. So it's good uh, yeah. to get a bit of seaside. I mean, it is, you know, it's on a farm, and you have got a kind of half an hour, 40-minute walk to get to the beach. But um, the fact that you can see it from the site as well is... Is quite incredible. Uh, it's it's a lovely site. I mean, they're nice events for anyone that hasn't been. Um, we're completely solar powered. It's all live music. We don't have a dance tent, and um, we kind of have two stages running side by side. When one ends, the next one starts, and then we have a, an acoustic stage over yonder. So we have three stages: um, a real ale and cider bar. We don't sell lager. <laughs> You know, there's all these little things in place that have been in place from the start that I've kind of thought about. And it's like, what don't I like about festivals? <sighs> Rowdy people on lager, um, loads of drugs, you know, and unfortunately dance tents kind of kind of uh, attract that. And I'm not a big fan of, I'm a big fan of promoting real grassroots music. So we don't have any DJs, you know, loads of festivals have all the things that we don't have. I just kind of simmered it down to the things that I love the most. I'm like a really bad DJ, actually. And I book acts whose music I like. It's very um, high octane, kind of folky. Uh, we have some kind of dub, reggae sort of stuff as well. A bit of punk, uh, but the more melodic kind. Um, 
yeah and it's it attracts like the tea tent it attracts a very very mixed crowd so you know there's some traveler folk and boaties right through to retired barristers and accountants and just everybody in between and and i mean i I still don't know what most people do for a living that come and, and nor do most of the other people because they're just, you know, we've got, it's not cliquey. We've got probably, probably out of the 500 people there, there'll be 250 regulars. And then it's other people who are kind of coming and discovering what a lovely, safe environment is. It's safe for kids. You know, we're dog friendly as long as you pick up after them and keep them attached to some vague human um and they're nice. We have a lovely fire pit at midnight. The music goes off and then there's lovely jamming around the fire pit uh, till dawn on Friday and Saturday nights. And um, yeah, everyone's really respectful. Uh, and it's just, they're just really nice, nice parties. And I can't wait till September. You sold it for me. The ticket link is there. I did Google it, but I believe that is the correct one. It's tickettailor.com. Does that sound a bit right? That one will do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was a comment earlier on that I missed from the Out to Lunch said, Sod Spotify, give me a CD. It'll give the kids something to send to the charity shop when they put me in a home. <laughs> uh, Petra says, sounds like a perfect festival. No boom, boom. No. Um, officially, <laughs> yeah. Pete says, it's amazing. Oh, no lager louts, says Christine. No, real nice ale though. Nice ale. Uh, we've got you got a polar bear down there. Uh, that by the way, this is Al. He is uh, nicknamed the polar bear. That is his name. Uh, I don't know. Do you have polar bears down there? Um, I well, what in Devon? Uh, <laughs> dinosaurs, isn't it? They haven't evolved into polar bears yet. I don't know. I don't know. Al, Al, would you would you be okay without lager and boom boom music? I don't know if Polar Bear could. I don't know if it's for you, but it sounds definitely for everyone else. So go and get your ticket right now and um what another plug for um muddy summers band camp and your your solo ep oh yeah okay um yeah muddy summers band camp is uh full of all our crap uh and some nice music i think it's nice music anyway and i've just uh released a solo ep that um i had a couple of guests on a couple of the tracks but i've played all the instruments myself and done the midi and stuff and obviously wrote the songs one of the songs is about um my grandmother who got pregnant when she was 17 in 1920 and uh was subsequently um forced to marry someone 30 years older than her who attacked her with an axe and the song's basically about that and how she stood up for herself in court as a woman and then she went on to do a lot for women's rights and stuff so um yeah there's a, there's a lovely, lovely six minute story song about her on there. Um, that's also on the band camp. It's called An Echo in Time. Uh, that was fun. Um, yeah. And we've, we're playing our first gig this weekend at a tiny, at the campfire session. Um, may well be busking in Shrewsbury if anyone's around that area. Amazing. Lindsay says, I'm loving the sound of this. Got friends and family down that way too. Maybe, maybe. Oh, polar bear says it sounds lovely. Uh, I laugh and sorry. I'm sure he can handle it. He's a lovely guy, really. I'm sure he can. <laughs> sure he'll make do with real well and some good folk music. And out to lunch says we have dragons up north. <laughs> and uh, Cheryl saying it has beautiful vibes. I'm sure it does. 
Gail, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you Thank today. You me, Good man. luck with the campfire jam. I'm sure it'll be awesome. And I'll hopefully see you down by the sea at the end of September. Um, we don't have another show tomorrow because I'm at the fan zone. I'm actually going to a gig. I'm going to kill the connections at the fan zone. In fact, actually on that point, if there's anyone that can join me tomorrow, I think I may have a couple of spare tickets. It's Seton in Glasgow Green and it's a, a bunch of amazing folk bands playing for Celtic Connections on a big stage. So I think we may have a couple of spare tickets. So if you can make it, we all need to arrive at the same time because of stupid laws at the moment. So five o'clock to 10 o'clock. So if you can be at Glasgow Green by before five o'clock, then give me a shout. I've got a couple of free tickets to give away for you. And um, Friday night is a comedy night. So I'm away for that as well. But I'm going to have some... Uh, some music, some recorded live sets going up on the channel over the weekend. So make sure you've subscribed for that. Um, Lucian, the festival sounds amazing. Not having dance music is music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, Gail. Thank you very much. Thank Guys, you. go and go and go and get stuff from Muddy Summers Bandcamp. If you choose to listen to Spotify, then go get yourself a mug or a t shirt and support local independent music unless you live really really far away then support really really far away independent music <laughs> thank you very much see ya all systems go ignition what is that oh shit what is that it's a trap. Who are you fighting? I have four doves in my backyard. I'm comfortable pumping those doves, man. Oh, it's good that people are getting bummed up again because we've been riding up for that. We've been up for that. This is a democracy when you call that radio. Three, two, one. Your call is very important. Frequency. 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 Frequ